0: Good evening and welcome into the basement. This is Jessica Hanna.
1: And I'm Adrian Hanna.
0: And tonight we're going to talk about teenagers who kill their parents because of love. Two
1: love.
0: Love is what brings us together today. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, love is what brings us together today.
0: And tears families apart.
1: And tears... Families a pot.
0: <laughs> so one of the things that I've noticed a lot in um, true crime stories is there's a pattern of behavior. Um,
1: Would you say that you could profile that pattern of behavior?
0: I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I don't know.
1: Isn't that what profiling is? Probably. Okay.
0: But the pattern of behavior that I've noticed, and I think I've talked to you about it before, is that... Sometimes when a very young girl, and when I say very young, I mean between the ages of about 12 to 15, starts dating a boy who is anywhere from 3 to 10 years older than her. At some point, the parents will express frustration over the age difference and then uh, insist or ask or somehow try to get the child to stop dating that person because they think it's an inappropriate relationship. And in response to that, the young lady and her boyfriend plot and carry out a murder of those parents.
1: I feel like this is a good PSA for all the parents out there that, folks, if you have a daughter and she starts dating a boy that's a few years older than her, invest in locks in your bedroom door. (laughs)
0: Maybe. Maybe that is a, that's a better PSA than what I was thinking you were going to say. Um, this comes up way more often than I think it's that it's healthy. I think that parents voicing concern over their, who their child is dating is a natural thing. I think every parent probably at some point doesn't like a ch- somebody that their child is dating.
1: I think that's pretty universal that parents just don't like, for the most part, the people that their kids are dating
0: not always but i think that there is a there's usually one you know in yeah. the timeline of
1: well unless it's you know that nice doc- doctor kid that's uh that's my friend's son then
0: well i don't know but i wanted to give you a couple of examples before i get into my major story of the night but um that it's not just and i and i guess it's not even just somebody who's a couple years older or a couple years younger it can often be to, kids are the same age so this is a story here uh out of lincolnshire england lincolnshire lincolnshire thank you um where two 14 year olds who the parents weren't did not want dating killed the mother and father
1: of which one
0: of the daughter of the girl and then slept together at 14 okay i'm not really sure Maybe this was the reason the parents didn't like it, like the relationship, that they were already having sex with each other at 14. Took a bath and then watched the Twilight movies.
1: In the house that they murdered the parents in? Yep. Oh, that's lovely. Not disturbing at all. Completely healthy relationship.
0: Uh, according to this article um, in the Rolling Stone, they, d- they showed no remorse when they were eventually found out. And during their police interviews. Apparently, during their interrogations, the teens described the process leading up to the killings as a joke gone ter- horribly wrong. At, I'll fir- say. <laughs> At first, Edwards said, Markham was joking. Then he realized, I wasn't joking. Then he said he wasn't joking either. And it escalated from there.
1: You should murder your parents. J.K. LOL.
0: And so they, I went into her mum's room, the boy said, and stabbed her in the neck while she was asleep on her side and smothered her face with a pillow.
1: I think that's the literal definition of overkill.
0: And then he it looks like he killed her sister.
1: Well that sucks. What did she ever do?
0: It's that I went Markham said he decided to kill her sister, thirteen, in order to prevent her from calling the police. I went into Katie's room, which was is the same room as Kim's. That's the girl. And I thought I stabbed her, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. It was like her on a mattress and then I smothered her face with a pillow too. Again so with the It wasn't overkill. her parents, it was the mom and the sister that he they killed. Uh Apparently, they were sentenced to 20 years for this, so I'm glad to see that. They were 14 at the time, so maybe they will realize their problem. Maybe they'll realize the error of their ways maybe. by the time they get out. And that's the uh, one of the bigger differences between the... Actually, that's a quite a heavy sentence for England, if I'm honest. Usually, when it comes to juveniles, other countries besides the U.S. tend to um keep kids in jail until they're about 21 22 and then they release them yeah apparently that wasn't the case here there is a, a d- another story i want to talk about um that happened in canada in 2006 um because Ooh, canada this is a quite a quite a huge age difference i when i usually when i'm when we're talking about these things we're talking about like a standard four to five year age difference so if a 14 year old Or a 15-year-old dating an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old. This case, uh, in Medicine Hat, Alberta, uh, it was a 12-year-old girl dating a 23-year-old. Okay. That's a bit of an age difference. That's quite an age difference. And they stabbed uh, her parents because, of course, the parents didn't care much for the age difference. That's literally the reason. And this is one of the things that I think is... This, it's a it's a rebellion through violence. It's not. It's a rebellion, of course, first through the dating of an older man in this case, or, and then it's a rebellion through violence. So it's instead of saying "forget you, I'm out of here," right, and running away or doing something else or you know seeking moving
1: in with your boyfriend because he's got a place of his own because he's a fucking adult
0: and they in, they kill the parents, right? But granted, at 12 years old, right, I wouldn't. That's a pretty young age to be moving in with your boyfriend, no matter how old you are, and probably Ill- illegal Yeah, everywhere, unless you're some sort of, um, what is the term for when you get...
1: Emancipated. Emancipated
0: minor or something. But in this case, I don't think that that was... I don't think... But this is the problem is that kids don't see past the the moment. They don't go, all right, I'm 12 years old, and in a year or so, maybe I won't like this boy. Right. They think... He's the He's one for it. me
1: and this is true love and we're going to be f- together forever. And you don't
0: understand me. You don't right. understand what, what I'm what I how I feel or what I'm going through. And it's very much a a if you won't let me do it, I'm going to do it anyway and if you won't let me do, if you're going to stand in my way, I'm going to make sure you're not in my way anymore, which is really really weird especially in the case of the twenty-three-year-old boyfriend who helped her kill her parents, right. so this is. A- I'm wondering
1: in that in that situation if it's a manipulation of the twenty-three-year-old to the twelve-year-old or the other way around because it feels like I, I to be honest with you, it could go either way in my in my head. But it, because like you think about like. Yes, a twenty-three year a twenty-three year old is going to be able to m- manipulate a twelve year old a lot easier. But if the twelve year old is already kind of fucked in the head, you know, sociopath or whatever that and can is much in a much better place. That's a really bad way of saying it, but is in is much more capable of manipulating people just in general because of the nature of sociopathy maybe it's i don't know i'm kind of rambling at this point but i could see it going either
0: way i well, guess in this and case, i'm curious and about that, it and that is a that is a question that we're gonna that's gonna be brought up tonight a few times because mm-hmm. sometimes because the idea that a 20 20 something young man will be dating a teenager or in this case a preteen is in itself questionable about what his his uh mental capacity Right. So is he mentally challenged? Right. Or is he just a pedophile?
1: Right. You know,
0: like the, there's
1: It's and and that's one of those things where it go it could extremely go one way or the other. You know, it could exactly. be her luring him in or him luring her in. It, and in either way, either case, it seems like it would be very likely to go into that extreme of murdering people it, because of it.
0: Because you're in the at extreme ages and somebody is doing some manipulation and somebody is is some sort of Um, Predator In this situation Well in this case This was him He was a predator And he said Shortly before the murders He reportedly watched The film Natural Born Killers Which of course Has nothing to do With why they killed somebody He already was predisposed To do this The movie itself Is violent It's a great movie though It's very well done
1: I don't know if you could Hear that or not But that was me Eye rolling really hard
0: (laughs) Um, but, I feel like
1: that movie gets blamed. But also, these a are the, lot. this
0: is the this is the kind of guy who who basically was like, "Hey, we should do that to your parents." They watched the movie together, and he was like, "Hey, we should do that to your parents. Let's get married, and and we can kill your parents." So it was one of those things where he used the movie in order to to manipulate her into doing the doing the deed. So he said, "Oh, watch this movie with me. Wouldn't it be better for us if we got rid of your parents?" Like they did in this movie. Right. So it's it's more of a, we can't blame the movie for this because if he hadn't brought it up, then she would have not done it. Whereas he brought the movie in. So it was him taking his experience and watching this movie and saying, hey, let's do this. Um, other, so we can get married and we can be happy, which is, of course, total bullshit. Right. It could, he's just a, he could, I. I'm not, it's very irritating that this person was able to get away with this because – or was able to do this to this girl because it, the problem that happens then is that they killed her parents and they killed her 8-year-old brother. That's messed up. And it, it's one of the – I don't understand the killing of the sibling. I've, I'll never understand the killing of the sibling. I, I guess I – Especially I can,
1: one that young. Mm-hmm. Like like in the last the last thing that you brought up with the, the sister who they killed her to stop her from – calling the cops like i mean it very clearly didn't sound like she was like on the phone like getting ready to call or anything but like like i get that concern but like with like a kid that's like eight years old like especially if they're asleep like they're not going to be like, oh, man, something's happening. I better call the cops. They're going to be like, hey, my sister's doing weird things and she's covered in red. That's weird.
0: Sometimes I've, I've read a couple of times and seen a couple of times that the reason that, the, that a sibling is killed is because the older sibling um, doesn't want them to suffer without their parents. I don't know if that's the case in this situation. It sounds to me like the guy was psychotic and he convinced a 12-year-old to do some crazy shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's more a justification. You know, I like, I don't want them to suffer. Well, you know what? That's dumb. Because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll
0: either forget or they won't. Yeah. Or, or they'll be better off alive. Yeah. You know.
1: D- um, dying versus anything else is the worst case situation. Yep.
0: The thing about this case is because it's Canada, and we, we touched on this short briefly before, um, she only received, because she was 12, 10 years in prison. Or ten years in juvenile prison. Is that
1: ten metric years.
0: That's me rolling my eyes hard. <laughs> um, she, so she's already out of jail. This happened in two thousand six, and she served her full ten and was released. So she's somewhere out there in the. In the world,
1: so she's like twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, she's she's she actually
0: younger when she got out of jail than she than he was when she, when they.
1: So now, the now it's her turn to go find some some young innocent twelve year old boy to you know fall in love with and then introduce him to natural born killers and then get him to murder his parents so that they can get married and be together forever.
0: I certainly hope not. It's
1: a vicious cycle, vicious vicious cycle.
0: <laughs> uh, we're going to move on now to a. Uh, to a different sort of story, um, a story where it's not about the age, so much as it is about the ideas of the person who the girl was dating, and this is this happened last at the end of 2017 in December in Virginia, and what happened was these parents had some concerns because their daughter's boyfriend was a neo-Nazi and he was sharing neo-Nazi. You know, ideas with her, and they were afraid that she would be... I mean, it's a viable concern. Absolutely. So they uh, they had said, maybe you should look into this guy. They had reported him to the police. They they were very, very worried about the, the relationship that she was having with this boy because he was sharing pretty extreme views with her. I um, mean, saying terrible things about Jewish people, sharing, you know, Nazi emblems and Nazi ideas with her.
1: Was she dating Ethan Suppley from American History X?
0: I don't think she was dating Ethan Suppley from American History X. Uh, she was dating a dumb boy who killed her parents because she broke up with them. So the reason that the parents didn't have – the parents had a problem with this kid is because he was so violently
1: – Anti-everything.
0: Anti-everything, right? And so w- what happened was they were sitting around talking one day over the summer when they were dating and her daughter...
1: They being the parents. The parents. The, parents okay.
0: were, uh, the family was sitting around. And uh, her daughter looked over at her and said, do you know my boyfriend is super knowledgeable about history? And the daughter asked her mom, did you know that Jews are partly to blame for World War II?
1: This is me nodding because I have nothing to say to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, apparently I, she spent hours on the phone just listening to him talk. So this was a fucking genius guy, I'm sure. So, we all know this type.
1: Well, we all know that that the only thing worse than a Nazi is a bloviating Nazi. Yeah.
0: You know, like Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the parents... Uh, Basically, stage an intervention with their daughter to persuade, to wait her to persuade her to stay away from the boyfriend.
1: Because obviously,
0: because this is messed up, right? Like it's messed up.
1: Well, I'm yeah, I, no, I'm sorry, but like if your kid is is involved with somebody that ha- that is espousing views that you don't believe in, yeah, you've
0: yeah, you talk some, to them. You yeah.
1: have some kind of talk with them. Oh, your kid is is hanging out with uh, with uh, a kid that smokes cigarettes, and they start smoking cigarettes. And that's something that you don't like, you talk to your kid about not hanging out with the kids that smoke cigarettes anymore.
0: Exactly. So when your kid starts hanging out with a neo-Nazi, you talk to your kid about not hanging out with a neo-Nazi. Right. So apparently they had a big long discussion and eventually her daughter decided to and to break up with the boyfriend.
1: And even more eventually, she decided to kill her parents. She didn't. Well, she was convinced to.
0: This one? No. This is the girl didn't do it. The boyfriend did it. Oh. So she broke up with the boyfriend and the boyfriend killed the parents.
1: So. So this is a
0: different sort of story.
1: So even more eventually, the parents end up dead.
0: Yep. But I don't think she actually stops seeing him. That's usually how it goes. Well,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, mom. I'll totally stop seeing that boy that you don't like, but I totally am into.
0: But anyway, at the very end. What it comes down to is that he shot both of her parents basically because she broke up with him and they didn't like what he was doing. So just goes to show you that this is, you know, again, you can't do anything right as a parent. You have to be very careful.
1: Again, if you're a parent, invest in locks for your bedroom, (laughs) maybe a bulletproof vest. And if your kid starts dating anyone, don't keep bullets in the house, even if you have a gun in the house
0: really really terrible it's pointless it's all pointless murder it's all pointless murder
1: isn't all murder pointless
0: all murder is pointless all murder is pointless but these are even more pointless because it's all irrational children killing over perceived and real slights that don't matter in the long run
1: exaggerated slights.
0: exaggerated slights exactly my main story tonight is going to touch on that even more so but before we get into that, I want to touch on one more story, and that is I'm going to butcher the name of these these kids because, well, not his, but hers, because it's really quite complicated. Well,
1: at least you're not butchering your parents. um
0: Thank you, Adrian. You're welcome. <laughs> so Nicole Kazinka, Nicole Kazinks, cuz and Bill, sure. and Billy Sullivan, um, were. A couple of kids, she was 15 and he was 18, so it's not as obnoxious as, a, as an age difference here. This Still a
1: three-year gap.
0: It's a three-year gap, but it's not, like, if my daughter was dating an 18-year-old at 15, I'd watch it closely, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be real worried about the age gap. Right. Um, they had met, her, Amanda, or I'm sorry, Nicole was a bit of a, she was a bit of a, she was kind of a nerd, she was very smart, she didn't really get on with a lot of the kids at school, and so she didn't have a, a boyfriend, and she didn't really have an opportunity to date, so she started going online. This is like this is like 2009ish. So the internet wasn't new to anybody, but she was pretty young, so she was, you know, just kind of discovering it. And she had started going to chat rooms and going to forums and things like that, and she met this Billy Sullivan. And they lived like a couple hours away from each other, and and they started to really get into each other. The way that some kids get when they have what the way that kids get when they meet somebody they like. Yep. It's not It's not a – it's not insane. It's not – kids get crazy about their first person they fall for. I
1: was going to say, you know, let's not, like –
0: Generalized?
1: Well, focus in on on kids because, like – even as an adult, when you meet somebody new, you get all Twitter-pated yeah. and you're like, ooh, this person's no. the best person in the world.
0: Exactly. But when you're really, really young and you haven't oh, yeah. had that experience you don't ha- before, you exactly. don't know that this is going to pass or that this person might not be the person you think they are. And especially when you're just speaking online, you don't really know how that relationship is going to go because that person can be whoever they want. Right. So in this case... I think Billy was pretty much what he said he was. Like, he was just an, a kid who was looking for a girlfriend. He met this girl. It was kind of the same for both of them. They just kind of got wrapped up in each other.
1: A white, non-Jew girlfriend?
0: Well, he wasn't a Nazi.
1: Oh, this is a different story? This is a totally
0: different story. Okay.
1: I thought we were still on the old story.
0: No, we moved on from that. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> that was a weird comment that to make That was then. a really
0: weird comment to make. Um, So... They started dating, and the mom was kind of her and her mom were pretty close. Her mom had divorced her dad, and it was uh, Nicole and her mom and her brother, and so and they were pretty close. Her mom was a really nice lady, by all accounts. She was she was a pretty stand up person, Uh, going through some financial issues, but that's what happens when you get a divorce. I think I don't think things are things, especially when you're a single mom.
1: Yeah, I I assume that things can't be easy for you.
0: No, Um, and not 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 all the time, and so. So the mom was a pretty good lady. There was a, a lot of times in these cases the parents or the kid tries to say the parent was some sort of monster or a yeah. monster. And in most cases that's not the case. And this part in this case is a great is a is a perfect example of how the mother and the daughter prior to the boyfriend were best friends. Okay. The mom was absolutely supportive of everything the daughter did when she started dating the boy. She thought, "Hell Let's bring him, let's bring him here for a weekend. Let's get to know this kid, you know? Like, it's not, it wasn't, she was trying very hard to, to, to like this kid. Right. And so he came around and the girl, of course, he was beautiful. He was a nice looking kid. The girl was a nice looking girl. They were a nice looking couple. They got on brilliantly. And of course they adored each other because they were, they were what the other expected. It wasn't, it wasn't. He wasn't 30. Right. He wasn't, you know. She also wasn't
1: 30. She also
0: wasn't 30. It was a nice, normal, aged situation. And so.
1: Totes of props.
0: But the mom. In the
1: parlance of the teenagers. (laughs) Of the youths.
0: Of the youths. Um, But after the weekend that he came, the daughter continued to get real wrapped up in this kid. And wouldn't, kind of wouldn't, didn't really know to Calm the fuck down. So every chance she got, she was on the phone with him. Every opportunity she had, she was on the phone. She was talking to him, emailing him, text messaging with him, all that stuff. And the that mom. That doesn't
1: sound like any teenager that I've ever met. Not
0: at all, right? It's And that's fine. It's, but it was just getting to the point where the mom was getting concerned that she wasn't doing her homework as much. She wasn't. She was a straight A student before. She and was
1: getting obsessed.
0: She was getting a bit obsessed, and he was getting as obsessed with her. And right. the mom was but quite that's, uncomfortable.
1: That's not the concern of the girl's mom. If the boy is getting obsessed, no. I mean, like unless it gets like you know that weird, dangerous kind of obsessed, which I assume that she wouldn't know that if if it was happening.
0: Well, I think what it was was that. Wasn't, it was just that they were so intense with each other and so kind of obsessive with each other that that the idea that either one of them wouldn't talk to the other would make the other one just go insane. So, like, if he was, like, busy at practice or something and he didn't respond to her message right away, the daughter would cry and cry and cry. And I remember being a teenage girl and I remember being like this. And it's not fun for the parent, I imagine. It's so probably not
1: fun for the teenagers either. It's not either. Fun for yeah. the
0: teenager either. So, But, of course – he wasn't slighting her. He was just not responding when she wanted him to. So it was one of those, like, obsessive in the sense of, you've rejected me because you didn't respond within 30 seconds. And the mom was upset that this that her daughter was obsessing over it in this way. So she kind of said, maybe you should take a break. Maybe you should back off. And, of course, Nicole didn't care for that very much. And of- So murder. But it wasn't quite that. Um, not yet. She didn't care for that.
1: There's a few more steps of escalation (laughs) before murder happens. Um,
0: And, of course, the boyfriend didn't want this either. And then I think he was going to move a little bit further away or something like that. And they became upset about that. So then they were talking about trying to live together where he was moving. And we're talking about a 15-year-old girl and an 18-year-old boy who – don't want to be apart, which is fine, but it's not reasonable or that they would move in together. Right. And especially with a girl who hasn't graduated high school.
1: Right. And is also not of the age of majority. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: at this point, when her mother says, no, you can't move with him, no, you can't move in with him, this is when they decide that she needs to go. So they plot to kill her mother. Sullivan, Billy Sullivan, that's the name of the boy. I'm not sure if I've said the name. Yes, you have. Um, Came to visit them, kind of against Mom's wishes. I think it was like a last-ditch effort to get her to say yes. And she said, no, it's not going to happen. And so he, the daughter leaves the house, leaves Billy in the house with Mom. And he's being a bit nutto. I think he may have had some bipolar and something like that. Okay. So he's being a bit nutto, and the mom's getting a bit nervous, and she said, why don't you get my daughter back here? Why isn't my daughter back? Because the daughter keeps calling and saying, "Has is it done yet? Which is just in its own, that's a fucking dis- – Yeah. We could talk for hours about that shit. Yeah. Um, about what happened to this girl when she met a boy. She suddenly became a fucking sociopath to the extreme. Um, and – so he finally she, – she finally convinces him to get up the courage, and so he takes a baseball bat to the mom. But when that doesn't work, I think the baseball bat broke. He grabs a set – the set of steak knives and starts stabbing her with the steak knives. Jesus. And he's doing this so hard and so much.
1: Did he break the knives? That he
0: broke the – the knives broke in her. Until,
1: let me tell you something about the quality of products in America right now. We're
0: going to talk about why the, why these knives were what they were in a second. Okay, but first I want to say that she fought pretty hard.
1: Well, I would imagine the
0: mom. Yeah, mom's name was was a uh, Jean De- Domenico.
1: I would imagine that and she was a hero. Getting she, murdered is going to in give you good incentive to. Yeah fight back.
0: She fought this kid until she couldn't fight him anymore. And when she couldn't fight him anymore, she literally said out loud, I'm done. And it's, this is why the story stands out to me because it's so heartbreaking. And it's even more heartbreaking when you find out that Jean Domenico didn't like knives. She was afraid of knives. She was afraid she'd be stabbed to death with a knife. And because of that, she didn't have knives in her house. And then she started dating this nice man who was m- coming over all the time and cooking like grilling up steaks and stuff like that and he said you need some steak knives in your house babe you need to get some steak knives so she got some steak knives
1: even though she was deathly afraid of them
0: and then that's what killed her
1: Jesus that sucks
0: yeah it's a uh, it's a fucking terrible story and the
1: I think I think that qualifies as the quintessential definition of a greek tragedy Greek tragedy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that... Man, that sucks so hard. Like, I'm saying that sucks so hard, but that doesn't even quantify the level of suckitude that this is.
0: You want to know what adds insult to injury?
1: Yes. Obviously, yes.
0: Um, they had made a deal, Billy and Nicole, that Billy would do the murder and Nicole would come in and clean up. So, Nicole came home after Billy had killed his mother killed her mother. And her mom and came in the back door, but her mom's body was up against the back door. So Nicole had to push in the door and step over her mother to get into the house to clean up.
1: Well, first of all, everyone knows you don't leave a fifteen year old in charge of cleaning anything because they're not gonna do it.
0: No. Oh. <laughs> I know you're trying to be funny, but I'm just not with you right now.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what I'm here for. I
0: know.
1: I'm here for the levity, and you're not letting me do that.
0: (laughs) Because I'm bumming you out so hard? No. (laughs) Go ahead and be funny, baby. I just did. (laughs) But anyway, so it's a terrible, terrible, horrible crime, this one.
1: It's a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad thing. Crime. There's no one named Arthur in this.
0: No. Thank God. Anyway.
1: Do you just, are you just not getting me at all today?
0: I don't know what that means. I don't know what Arthur, who Arthur is.
1: Arthur's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day.
0: Oh, the book.
1: Yeah, the book.
0: Oh, sorry. You're right. I'm not getting you today. Yeah. not at all. I apologize. I'm talking about kids killing their parents, though. So,
1: and I'm talking about books.
0: <laughs> Thanks, babe.
1: And and teenagers' inability to clean things. Trust me, I was a teenager. I know what it's like to not be able to clean things. Well, I'm, I'm, not that it's not being able to clean things. Let me correct myself. It's not having the motivation to actually clean things. That's what a teenager's well, Bailey Wake is. I. Know,
0: I I, I thought I, I thought you would react to her pushing the door in on her mom a little bit more. That doesn't well, upset I, you?
1: No, because she's already, like, goading her boyfriend into killing her. Why would pushing the door on her mom be...
0: It's just so callous.
1: Well, yeah, but she's getting her boyfriend to kill her mom. That's already callous.
0: Yeah, that's true. just fucked up.
1: Yeah, it is fucked up. It's also fucked up that the... the Pseudo-adult is like, yeah, you clean this up.
0: Say something funny.
1: Something funny!
0: So, now we're going to get into the main story of the night. Okay. Because... Do
1: tell. Go on!
0: Because I... And I think I've kind of talked to you about this one before, because the punchline... Because there's kind of a punchline to it. I don't... It's not really a punchline, but it's a... A rub... To the story um, is uh, has always made me kind of eye roll pretty hard. And I think I've talked to you about it. So in 2009, again, another 2009. 14 year old Tyler Witt. And 19- wait, year-
1: stop right there. His name was Tyler. Her. Witt. her name was Tyler Witt. Yeah. Yes. OK, yes. so that means that she's a twit.
0: Fucking a. Yeah. OK, I'm going with that. She's a twit. Moving on. And her boyfriend, Stephen Culver, who was 19. Tyler was 14 and Stephen was 19. Okay. uh, Killed her mother, Joanne Witt, um, by stabbing her approximately 20 times and and nearly decapitating her. Okay. Okay.
1: Holy crap. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So... Joanne, the mother, okay. and Tyler, the daughter, okay. had been having trouble for a while. Okay, Throughout the years, Tyler had always been a bit of a... Of a um, Teenager? No. Shithead? I'm not just talking about being Dildo? Butthead? All of those things, okay. for the most part. So what happened was, when Tyler was five, Joanne got a little bit overwhelmed when she was driving in the car one day and slapped her, because she was being crazy. And so... Tyler went to preschool or kindergarten or something the next day and they saw the mark on her face. And so they called CPS and CPS came in and found that there had been some physical assault because there had been. And uh, it wasn't like a violent assault, but well, I a mean, slap hard it, enough that there was a yeah. mark on her face. And so they took, they took Tyler away and put her in a foster home for a, a month and then put her in her with her grandparents for six months. So after that... Joanne was very reluctant to discipline Tyler.
1: She was. She
0: was afraid CPS was going to come back. Sure. And because of that, she didn't really make a fuss over things. She didn't really spank her or do anything like that. If she yelled at her, she didn't really. She she just tried very hard not to discipline in a way that might get her child taken away. And what that translated into.
1: makes perfect sense to me.
0: Yeah. But what that translated into, the fear translated into no discipline. Which is, of course, gotcha. problematic. And then throughout the years.
1: Also makes perfect sense yeah. to me.
0: And throughout the years, Tyler. Abused that? Abused that to the extreme where she would threaten to call CPS or she would, you know, test her limits the hard, as hard as she could.
1: Like any kid like does. Like any
0: kid does, but even more so when you're never being told no. Right. And if you're never being told no, you're testing your limits and you're not being told no, so you're getting away with it. Right. So when something happens, like in the case of Tyler starts dating a or starts seeing a boy that her mom's a bit nervous about and starts and Joanne starts going, I think I want to try to discipline her, then all of a sudden it became – a bigger problem because now you're trying to put discipline on a child who's never been disciplined before. Now they're going to, they're going to lash out even more so because they think they're not being treated fairly because in their mind, they've always been treated fairly before this because you weren't disciplining them and now, or you trusted them and now you don't trust them. Right. So
1: from the kid's perspective, it's probably like, Oh yeah, I got a cool mom because I've tested my tested the waters and I can get away with fucking anything and then all of a sudden, no, you can't get away with that. And it's like, my mom's so unfair, I don't understand it.
0: Yep. So Tyler starts dating Stephen Culver, but she doesn't tell her – But and her mom is aware of their friendship. But Tyler and Stephen think they can get away with it if they tell the mom, they tell Joanne, that he's gay. And so Joanne thinks – Okay, here's this college boy. He's 19. He's helping my daughter with her homework. He's gay, so he's no threat. And he needs a. And then he says, "I need a place to live." And she says, "Okay, why don't you rent a room from us and move in with us?" And he's like, "Yeah, absolutely." So the mom's totally fine with this living arrangement because she thinks this kid is gay. She knows that there, he's close to her kid, but she's not worried about about a sexual relationship. Right. Until one day she comes home from work early, and they're banging, and she catches them in bed together.
1: So your way is nicer of saying that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but so immediately when she when this happens, she kicks him out. Like that moment, she Obviously. calls a couple of friends. She gets him the hell out of there, Makes and she sense. says, "You are not gonna see my daughter again. If you see my daughter again, if I find out the police, and I'm gonna get you for statutory rape." And he is. Like shit, you know? But he's not that much like shit because he keeps seeing Tyler. Obviously. Because these kids are dumb and they're obsessed with each other. Obviously. They're obsessed with each other. In all of these cases, the reason that the eventual murder happens is because they're obsessed with each other. Not because anybody's thinking rationally or clearly or in any sort of way that would make anybody go, huh? Maybe we should break up. Maybe five years is a bit of an age difference. Maybe the fact that I'm a see, you're a freshman in, co- in high school and I'm a freshman in college makes it so that we've had diff- we, we haven't been through the same things yet. But no, nobody's thinking rationally here. Well,
1: not to justify the actions of anybody that we've talked about tonight, but teenagers are irrational people
0: in general. In yes. general.
1: Everyone knows this. It's okay. just a thing. However, they're taking it to an extreme that is not cool. Obviously, because otherwise they would—the
0: moms wouldn't be dead here. Yeah, yeah. But even more so, and this is this is we we touched on this earlier I, about the about the mental capacity. Of you
1: just said something, and it, and it made me think something. Was, uh, why is it always the moms?
0: Dads get killed sometimes too.
1: Yeah, they do sometimes too get killed, but it in everything that you, we've talked about tonight, it's always been at least the mom. That's kind of messed up.
0: I don't know what else to say. It
1: is. PSA to the moms out there. Invest in strong locks for your bedroom.
0: <laughs> I actually skipped one where, where the dad was the main target. Because so it was, was a, the
1: mom not around?
0: The mom it was a stepmom and she got killed second. Okay. But it was the dad who was actually the the target. The, so, mom, still, the yeah, mom still got yeah, killed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Strong locks.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not letting this go. Strong locks.
0: So. So, anyways, the kids kept seeing each other, because. Okay.
1: Obviously, because obviously.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Because these children. Oh, what I was gonna say is we w- earlier we talked about about the mental capacity of the ch- of the of the person, the older adult, right, or the of the adult because yes. this is an adult versus a child, and in this situation we are talking about an adult versus child because he's nineteen and she's fifteen, and I think in the case of Stephen, he was. Not mentally handicapped, but he was an especially sensitive kid guy. And he he really, I don't think it had a lot of experience in relationships. And I think that he was a guy who found a, because by all accounts, Tyler was quite um, a forceful personality. So when we're talking about manipulation, in this situation, I personally believe that t- Tyler was manipulating Steven,
1: would you say that she was a master manipulator?
0: Drink. I would say that she was not a. She was a manipulator. I don't. She wasn't. If she had been allowed to get older and not go to jail, she would become a manipulator. So she
1: was like a journeyman. Yeah, manipulator. she was a
0: journeyman manipulator. <laughs> we should find it. What is a what is an M word for
1: for journeyman? No, yeah, I don't know, but that's the official parlance in the trades. Okay, we'll for go with journeyman. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So they kept seeing each other. Anyway, Obs. Because we've talked. Yeah. we already said this yeah. a dozen times. I'm gonna say it. Again. They kept seeing each other, and the mom found out, of course, because nobody at this age is good at this. And where she lives, where she lives with their mom. And if he's sneaking into the house, the mom's gonna find out.
1: Here's a PSA to all you teenagers out there: You think you're being sneaky, but you're not. not. Your parents may let you think that you're being sneaky, but you're not. In like 10 years, your parents are going to be like, hey, remember that time when you were trying to be sneaky and you did that thing? And you're going to be like, holy shit, you remember that? You knew that was happening? Yeah, they knew what was happening because your parents aren't dumb.
0: When the mom found out, she also found a diary. Ooh. And as anybody who was ever a teenage girl knows, especially diary teenage girls like myself, you write Everything down, and I mean everything. So every detail about everything they ever did was in that diary. And so, what did mom do? She brought it to the police because it was definite proof that they had been having sex. Right. So there was a mom who caught them red-handed having sex, a continued relationship after the threatening of pressing charges for statutory rape, and then a diary proving that the sex was happening. So that there is definitely going to be a statutory rape charge at some point in the future for these kids. Or for this kid. Because she wouldn't have been charged with anything, but he would have been charged. Right. So they thought that, that he would get 20 years in jail. This is a couple of kids who, they're pretty young. They've never really been in trouble really before. So they just, I think they just, maybe they read on the internet that a statutory rape charge would carry a 20 year sentence, and but they're really just ra- reading like a rape charge. Right. I don't really know. But anyway, so they decided to hatch a plot to kill her mother. Because that'll make everything go away. And then the statutory rape charge will go away. That's, I think, that, but that's what I initially thought, that they that they thought that. But what they really were going to do was kill the mom, or pressing charges against him, and then kill themselves.
1: Okay, because that makes a lot of sense. Because then they
0: could be together forever.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you say this was uh, um, uh, a boy named Romeo and a girl named Juliet?
0: (laughs) See, this is the problem with Romeo and Juliet.
1: Yeah. You're telling me.
0: So they went up. And there's a couple of different scenarios that have been put through about what happened. So either she stabbed her mom and then he showed up after or he came over and he stabbed her mom. Or they came up the stairs together and they stabbed her mom. Or they up the stairs together and then Tyler couldn't do it, so he stabbed her mom. At some point, somebody stabbed and killed her mother so violently that it almost took her fucking head off. So, not great. Right. So it doesn't really matter who did it. They were both aware it was going to happen. And that poor, poor thing, Joanne, died. But after they killed her instead of immediately going and killing themselves which is probably if i had a murder 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 suicide pact going on i would probably not go out and eat lunch with my friends yeah no which is what they did but then after that oh and then he bragged he showed his friends the knife that he that was used to kill the mom this is all stupid teenage shit
1: yeah for sure
0: so Once they were through with the bragging and the eating of dinner or whatever.
1: Their last supper.
0: They went to San Francisco and rented a hotel room and did the most confusing and kind of weak attempt at suicide that I think I can see their reality or uh, not their reality. I think I can see their reasoning, but I don't know if they understand that rat poison isn't the same thing it used to be. So... They put rat poison in Froot Loops and a cake mixture, like cake okay. and Froot Loops, and they added rat poison to it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can see that. So I can, I can kind of yeah. see the reason. Like, if
1: you if you didn't understand the historical historic implications of rat poison being diluted over time because of this specific scenario,
0: yeah, I can see it. So... Clearly, it didn't work. Obviously. Um, However, they had left suicide notes. So they didn't... It wasn't like... When I say a weak attempt, I just mean that they did it wrong. I think they really were planning to kill themselves because they definitely left suicide. It was a weak
1: attempt, not a half-assed attempt.
0: Yeah. So they left suicide notes that basically admitted to killing Joanne. And when it didn't work... Instead of like, I don't really know the reasoning why they didn't try again or why they didn't follow through. They just decided.
1: Maybe they got caught in the process.
0: Well, what happened was they were going, to, they, they were caught when they were changing clothes behind a dumpster at a mall. Okay. So I don't really know if they had gone shopping first. I don't really know if they were, had just banged and they were just like.
1: They were high on rat poison. <laughs> Who knows what was going on?
0: <laughs> Good old rat poison. So when they got to the, so when they got caught, Tyler played dumb, and there's an. This is why I always remember I'm 15.
1: this. Fifteen. I don't know what's going well, on. This is
0: why I often remember this case because she infamously, in the videos I've seen of her, after they after the police told her she was had been arrested for murder, she goes, "Who did I murder?" And then they re- and then they said, "Your mother," and she immediately broke down. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a. What? Those cops. What are you talking about?
1: Those cops had a completely missed opportunity right there. Who did I murder? Your mom? I hate you right now. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but I accept that.
0: But she immediately went into when I told her, your mom. She didn't like, because if somebody said my mom was murdered, I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? What happened to my mother? Why are you telling me she was murdered? Right. She immediately went, what? And then started crying. And I think that – or I assume fake crying because I don't trust that at all that she was being – but it was such an overreaction.
1: 15-year-old crocodile tears.
0: Exactly. It was such an overreaction that it was like, I don't buy this at all. Um, So at the very least, she had practiced it. Or at the very least, she was expecting them to say that and at the most she was, she had practiced it. But either right. way, it came off quite clearly as a bunch of bullshit. And the police immediately said, if we know you know she's dead, fuck off, basically. And so she was...
1: We found your letter in the hotel room, you <laughs> dumbass.
0: Um, but the difference between other people and Tyler is that as a 15-year-old girl... The first thing she did was ask for an attorney after they told her that she was charged with murder, which is – and I know we've talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. We've talked about the fact that if you get charged with anything –
1: Not even charged. If you get brought into a police station for anything –
0: Ask for a lawyer.
1: Ask for a lawyer. Immediately.
0: And tell them, I don't care if I can't talk to you. See,
1: here's the trick. From from the few true crime shows that I've watched with you that I've learned is that cops will say – well, obviously they were guilty because they immediately asked for a lawyer. But cops will also say, well, obviously he was guilty because he didn't ask for a lawyer when when we asked him to come in for questioning. You can't win in that situation. And so in that situation, you should have a lawyer because you don't know what's going on and they can do devious shit to, to get you to, to admit to a crime that you had nothing to do also,
0: with. Also, remember that if you aren't charged with a crime, You can leave at any time. Yes. So you don't even have to ask for a lawyer. You can just say, I'm not comfortable talking with you right now until I get a lawyer. I'm leaving and I'm going. Am I being charged with anything? If I'm not being charged with anything... I'm leaving. Yep. If I'm being charged with something, get me a lawyer right now. Or if the, get co- if the right
1: cops ask you to come downtown to, to answer some questions, you say, you say, you you say say of course, let me get a lawyer and then I will meet you. How does tomorrow sound? How does the next day yep. sound? I will absolutely come down and answer your questions. I want a lawyer present.
0: And by the way, this isn't because cops are all bad guys. Cops are not all... Co- there are some bad eggs, but most of them are really good people who just want to solve crimes. So it's not a matter of... of getting this because you don't want to be fooled, it's a matter of doing this to protect yourself because then nothing you say can be used. A lawyer will let you know when you're talking too much or when you're saying something that doesn't matter or when they'll tell the cops to stop asking you stupid questions that don't have anything to do with what's going on.
1: At the very least, it, it provides a witness to you being interrogated so that later on in Absolutely. court – When somebody says, oh, you said a thing and that, you know, blah, 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 somebody can be, your lawyer can be like, "Uh, I was there and uh, they were coercing the witness or whatever. But they won't coerce blah. blah. Yeah.
0: And again, we don't, I absolutely never going to say that that it's a, it's a, to fuck with the cops. This was,
1: this, this was advice that was given to me by a police officer. There you go. A police officer told me you should never go into into questioning with police without a lawyer.
0: And believe me, I don't think that police officers in the real world actually think you're a villain if you get a lawyer. Right. I think that's a TV thing. It's like it's like a police procedural thing that they always make the guy look the guy who asks for a lawyer look like he's an asshole. But the thing of it's, it is, is that if you ask for a lawyer, that's being smart. That's just being smart.
1: It's well, I think I think in the true crime world. It's, whichever way you go, they make it look convenient to, because like, oh, that guy, you know, clearly we're looking at this case 20 years later, and uh, he obviously murdered somebody. Oh, yeah. So, therefore, whatever it is that he did, whether he asked for a lawyer or didn't ask for a lawyer, we're going to say, obviously, that was a clue that he did whatever he did. I don't
0: know. I don't think that I've ever heard a cop say that. On a true crime show. what? that that because they asked for a lawyer or because they didn't ask for a lawyer, that means they're guilty. That may be somebody well, else who says that. no, no. Not- in in
1: the in, in all of the true crime shows, they always talk about, like, well, I mean, you know when we asked him to come down for questioning he immediately asked for a lawyer ha, ha, ha. or oh well we asked him to come down for questioning and he didn't ask for a lawyer ha, ha, ha. and it's completely dependent on whether the guy was guilty or not like obviously this is the this is the perpetrator and so whatever he did we're going to make it look like that's that was clearly indicating that he was guilty of whatever it was that he did which is not the case. Well, regardless, yeah. Get a lawyer. This young
0: lady asked for a lawyer at 15. She had enough enough sense to ask for a lawyer, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, and I think it it speaks to her savvy. Yes, and it speaks to her manipulation her
1: ability, mental processing.
0: And so I think that when we when we're talking about this this case, we need to remember that Tyler, for some reason, has learned how to game this. Has learned the system yeah. well. And it probably begins with the with the CPS stuff. Oh, yeah. And it goes on with, unfortunately, she's real dumb about sentencing, but we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. So, uh, Stephen, on the other hand, was immediately worried about her. He was asking about how she was doing. He wanted to know if she was okay. So, immediately he starts, to, I think he starts saying, I did it. She had nothing to do with it things like that. And so he he basically doesn't want her in trouble. Which is very sweet, but also I wonder why where that comes from. I wonder where if that has to do with with him My mind
1: immediately goes to mani- manipulation. My feel, mind immediately feel,
0: goes to manipulation. I feel well.
1: like I feel like he he was so he was manipulated so hard that he was not concerned about himself because she was the one or whatever. And she she convinced him of that so hard that he was just like, yeah, well, how is she doing? What's up? I did everything. She had nothing to do with it. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Well, the thing of it is, though, and this is why I don't think he killed her. I don't think he was the one who did the the murdering of her. But I, I'm uh, I'm actually kind of torn on this because... When they looked, when they did the DNA test underneath the mom's nails, they couldn't determine whose DNA it was, but they could determine it was a male's DNA. So clearly he was in the room, or or a man was in the room. I'm assuming it was him. Right. Uh, I don't. They said nothing about a boyfriend or anything like that that she may have had a relationship with earlier, in the, or seen earlier in the day. So I think it's possible that he was in the room when it happens, but I think the stabbing was definitely the daughter. I think Tyler had enough rage in her. To do this sort of thing, um, I don't think... I think that Steven maybe had some rage towards the mom, but not so rageful that he would almost cut her fucking head off. Right. That's a pretty... I mean... That's
1: personal. That's I mean, personal. And,
0: I mean, we did talk about, about Billy in the last case and how he was... V- pretty violent with mm-hmm. the mom. But that was a guy who was full of rage. Right. He was just angry. General rage. He was generally angry and he general was mad rage. at the mom for not letting him be with the girl who he was obsessed with uh-huh. and who was obsessed with him. In this case, I don't feel like Steven was obsessed as much as he was just really, really into her. Right. And really, really like, this is the first girl I've ever... Like, he was in love with her. He was really... I. I. I, I re, I'm, in this case, I'm reluctant to say obsessed because I don't see obsession. Right. I just see protection i see caring too much i see most protection just keeps on popping into my head protection 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 so for me it doesn't seem like he has the idea maybe he stabbed the mom one time and then tyler came in and like went crazy because to me it seems like he would just be like you are making her life miserable mm. you know like you need to die. Yeah. But, like, not this craze, like, I'm going to stab you 20 times sort of thing. Because, and then I guess 20, there's been, I've seen some cases where 87 times, 40 times. Yep. So 20 doesn't seem like overkill, but it's still overkill. You only need to stab somebody once or twice to, to kill them. Right. You don't need to stab them 20 times. So I definitely, and especially because her neck was nearly severed. Right. I think that it was Tyler who did most of the, most of the violence.
1: You know, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it like it's it's that that whole personal thing. And I'm not going to say anything else because all I'm going to say is just reiterating basically exactly what you just said. Yeah. So
0: But here but the thing of it is is that Tyler denies killing her mother. Well,
1: she completely well, obviously. Denies it. Um, obviously. What what person in their right mind would admit to to that kind of shit?
0: Well, somebody who is
1: is not in trying to right protect
0: mind? their girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, now Steven's lawyer who I, who looked quite familiar to me, but I don't remember his name now, uh, claims that it's unlikely that Stephen killed the mom because he was suicidal, not homicidal. But in my opinion, he, he knew it was going to happen. So either way he was, he's involved right. and we can't deny that. Okay. Uh, eventually he said he killed her mo- he, ev- he initially said he killed her. Then he denies killing her. Um, doesn't really matter again. He was there. He knew it was happening. He's culpable. That's the way it goes. Um, so anyway, during the trial, of course, they turned on each other because that's how, how this goes. Yeah. And uh, basically, Tyler testified against him. But then in his trial, of course, the defense attorneys who were trying to blame it on Tyler brought up psychiatrists who said that she was sociopathic. And from what I can tell, she was soci- she was definitely sociopathic. Um, but they also but she said on the stand. And I love this because this is this just turns this fucking case up to eleven, that she has two super beings living inside of her, and Jesus a- Christ, an angel named Alex, and a demon named Toby, and that Toby takes a hold of her in times of stress.
1: Uh, 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 cough, cough, bullshit, cough. Uh, uh, uh. Of course, it's bullshit. Yeah. this is
0: a this is a young girl who's looking to get... who? But what's funny to me is that she didn't... She pleaded out. So it's not like she needed to establish some sort of psychosis in order to get away with, you know, not guilty by reason of insanity. She just brought this up. So I think that she maybe created these characters in her mind, like, you know how you go, well... Today I'm Superwoman or Wonder Woman or something, and I'm going to get all my shit done. And to, But for her, when she's in a bad mood, it's Toby. And when she's in a sweet mood, it's Fucking
1: Alex. Toby. Fucking Toby.
0: Fucking Toby. I believe in Toby McGuire.
1: I was thinking Toby from the West Wing. <laughs>
0: okay. That's even better. So Stephen was convicted of murder and sentenced to life without parole. And uh, Tyler pled t- uh, guilty to second degree murder and got 15 years to life.
1: Man, whatever happened to that good old sentence of 18 in life?
0: I don't know. 18 in life, you good. 18 in life, go. Do you want to hear the rub?
1: Yeah. Give me the rub.
0: So the rub is this. The prosecutor in this case.
1: Was Toby's dad.
0: Said that in the statutory rape charge that Stephen would have faced, he would have been charged with a misdemeanor. And may have faced up to a year in prison, but would likely have not faced any jail time whatsoever. $100 fine. So they killed her mother in this I, this attempt and this idea that he would go to jail forever, right and they'd never be able to be together. But really they would have he would have just probably gotten probation and been fine. Yeah.
1: See, there's this thing. it's a really great thing. It's called the library. And you can go there and you can look at books about things like, you know, fossils and space and the law. And, you know, you can look things up and figure things out. And, and you know, it's a very clear cut thing. You know, statutory rape, fine, misdemeanor, maybe some time in jail, but not a lot of time in jail and probably, probably not, not a, jail, at so all. So was your
0: first offense of anything.
1: Right. You can look the shit up. Do your goddamn research, people. Like if you're gonna do a crime, fucking figure your shit out first.
0: And that's why this case has always stuck with me because I and I've. Uh, do you remember me talking to you about this case before? Nope. Because i just been like, these kids killed the mom because they thought he was going to jail forever, and then he wouldn't have gone to jail at all. Right. Like it's just a fucking pointless fucking crime. Yep. Where you go, Jesus Christ, check yourself. And the thing of it is, is that when you're a sociopathic person, like Tyler is, and when you're a clearly smart and protective person, like Steven seemed to have been, it seems like they could have made this into, I mean, sociopathic in a sense, like, she could have looked at things rationally, because sociopaths are pretty calm people. Right. So for me, I look at this and I go, why the, you just wanted to kill your mother. That's what it comes down to, she wanted to kill her mother. Yeah. Because she understood the law. She asked for a lawyer. Uh-huh. She understood that pleading out would be her, in her best interest. This isn't a dumb person. So the fact that she, she allowed him to probably – either she manipulated him and told him, oh, my God, you're going to jail for a bunch of time. we
1: got to murder. We've
0: got to murder my mom. Or he was panicking, and she used that to her advantage. And so because of that, that's why I think no matter what, even if she, even if he stabbed the hell out of her mother – She's 100% responsible for this crime. And that he got life in prison and she only got 15 to life is unreal to me. I It blows me away because she's clearly she's clearly the, the manipulation factor in this case.
1: Well, in my opinion, she still needs to serve three more years.
0: I, I know, babe. I know. Because Sebastian Bach told you so.
1: Yep. And that dude delivers a mean pizza.
0: Sandwich. Sandwich.
1: That dude delivers a mean sandwich.
0: I got what you're talking about there. Well, that's all I have tonight. Do you have anything else to say?
1: Yeah, I do. Invest in strong locks for your bedrooms if you're a parent.
0: Also, I think that something else to be said is that don't immediately judge a boyfriend and say you can't date him. Wait until he really hurts her or makes her mad before you tell her she shouldn't No,
1: no, him. no, no, no. See, here, no. You no? never just tell them, don't date that person because I don't like them. Just constantly bring up the fact that you don't like them. Let them date him Oh, my daughter. No,
0: what's the key? Tell them you like them. I really like your boyfriend. Oh, yeah, and he's she, so cool. And then she won't want to date him.
1: That, there you go. Well, I mean. Yeah, that could backfire on you pretty terribly.
0: Well maybe he'll end up being a nice guy. I bet you Steven could have been a nice guy at the end of the night.
1: All I'm all night. I'm saying is, is don't forbid it. Either forbid e- either it. either play the play the gamble and say, Oh, I really like your boyfriend, or just constantly rub it in their face that you don't like their boyfriend.
0: Or don't say anything at all. Nothing. Say nothing.
1: That's dumb. Why? Because this is America.
0: I don't know what that means. And you're allowed to say whatever you want? Yeah. I just think that if you don't say that you don't like the boyfriend and you don't say you do like the boyfriend, you just let the girl date the boyfriend and let her figure on her own that he's a fucking moron, then before you know it, you're not murdered and she broke up with him.
1: I guess. I guess that works. I and mean, that's what
0: my dad did. Yeah. Except he, there was one guy I dated he didn't like. And I was aware of it. But I didn't really like that guy either because he was mean to me.
1: And was, so- was it me?
0: No, of course not. I dated you in my 20s. (laughs) I didn't date you in my teens. In my teens, I had terrible taste. I get better taste as I get older. Yeah, you did. Mm -hmm.
1: So that's the end of the podcast.